Welcome to a week of Ghost in the Scene. I am so happy to be here. Uh, is Audio Sage. I am your host, your single to mingle, uh, ready to jingle uh, all the way home, Geo. And I will be joined in a little while by my co-host. Um, but first, I just kind of wanted to talk about last week. Um, we mentioned that Rob was going to France. And he hopped on a plane. Uh, flew all the way there, and of course, as soon as he got there, the trail, the scent, was strong. Stephen Baldwin, a.k.a. our president, Donald J. Trump, was in France for the 100th anniversary of the World War I ending. And let me tell you guys, it was uh, a very commemorative, a beautiful, somber moment. Um, I don't think anybody has uh, survived from that time, I think the closest was a World War II survivor uh, who was there, but of course uh, it was not his war that uh, he was representing, he was just representing the second one. Uh, it's kind of weird that he was there. So, of course, um, the president himself, Donald J. Trump, AKA Stephen Baldwin, did not show up to the cemetery, uh, too afraid, uh, possibly from all the ghosts that would boo him during his speech. Um, and so he complains about uh, it's the water. Uh, I believe that because it was a holy day, it might have been holy water that would have fallen on him. And that could have been the reason why he wouldn't like all of the water on him. It might have ruined the illusion and shown that he was actually Stephen Baldwin in disguise. Um, but with no, no further ado, um, I have with me on, online from France... Uh, uh, Rob Thomas. Rob, are, are you there? Uh, hello, Gio, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, oh, hello. Bonjour, as they say here. Bonjour. And, yeah. You I sound so different. Means, um, I think it means hello. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that, because it sounds like a spell, a little bit. That's what I'm worried about. Um, but I guess any words could be a spell. I just I'm not entirely sure what this incantation means. But it could be hello. So hello, Geo. Bonjour to you. Um, let me just step inside for a second. I'm I've been feeling uh, spiritual. You know, there's there's all sorts of spirits here. Uh, there, there seem to be a lot older spirits that I'm used to. Uh, but. You know, it's kind of warm. You know, it's it's like returning home in a sense when you find these these old spirits. Uh, Interesting. So the the spirits there are more welcoming. You're saying that uh, they're they're nicer over there in France because yeah, you know I, I maybe I'm, maybe we're only we've only dealt with jerk American ghosts and maybe other ghosts from other places are nicer. I mean, I'm not sure if I could say as much. It could just be the wine talking, you know. Um, but uh, but I've had very 
positive experiences here so far. And it has opened up my eyes of how things could be. Um, you know, of course, anywhere there's asshole ghosts or like mean ghosts. But, um, you know, I think also since our time of our, you know, since our president left here as well, there's been a little bit of tension that's eased from, from the world. And you don't realize about the amount of tension uh, Stephen Baldwin creates when he's around him just from all this paranormal activity that once that presence is gone, that weight is lifted. So hopefully we can do something about that soon uh, so we don't have to feel such crushing weight of uh, this activity. Um, God, I hope so, because it sounds like, yeah, he's still really busy over over there in, uh, in the United States. I, I can't yeah. speak upon of what he's been doing this week, but my we really we only had a few days off when he was when he was gone, and he came back as as soon as he could to wreak as much havoc as as he wanted. So he's he's doing the same thing over here that he was doing over there, just impersonating a, a, a president very badly. But over there, um, you are investigating Khan Cans Cannies, mm -hmm. the film festival. Where, uh, yes, uh, someone's like a canine, you mm -hmm. know, like a dog, um, a wolf of some kind. Yes. Possibly, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of what we're talking about, like maybe like a fox. Um, a fox is a wolf. Some, something like that, right? So you're investigating um, this film festival. They've, they've, they've done a lot for uh, ghosts, propagating ghosts in, in Europe. And we uh, are talking a little bit more about Europe um, in this episode just because you're over there, and it's so interesting. Um, all the ghosts seem to be older in Europe. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what that's about. Um, but for some reason, they're all Victorian. They all wear these big gowns and stuff, and it's, it's, it's you know, they must be very hot and all that stuff, especially how's the weather out there, Rob? You know, it's, it's actually um, it's a bit cool. Well, not, not too cold, but, um, you know, it's a, a pretty, it's not too cold, so the ghosts might, you know, freeze. Uh, mm. You know, I think it's, they get, can get to the point where it's so cold that the, the, the ghosts, the, the kind of pathway between realms freezes a little bit. So it's just that temperature where it's just cold enough, though, where it's a pretty, it's a pretty prime time for ghosts to be hanging about. Would you say that it is a like bohemian lifestyle out there? You know, in in the French they say more of the uh, laissez-faire, but mm. I believe bohemian is yeah. I think that's that that's appropriate as well. I mean, there is um, kind of that yeah that sort of artistic European style, um, and I've noticed that it's not just the French people. Um, you know, there's lots of cultures mixing around here as well, and I say old. I mean, and I don't want to say that there aren't old ghosts elsewhere. I think there's even ancient ghosts in the Americas that are, for the most part, hidden. They're very hard to find now, um, yes. these ancient ghosts. And it's opened my eyes up to all these sort of genres of ghosts. Um, I think there will be a time where we'd have to investigate those ancient ghosts at one point. But just here, it's you can feel the difference uh, just between the ghosts here and the ghosts elsewhere. Uh, and it makes me really want to explore this 
this more. I think you you say Bohemia, and I think that's exactly right. I think you know getting more towards the center of Europe is going to be pulling the energies of the ghosts around Absolutely. the coastline. Yes, um, back to Central Europe, and I am, and I've, I, I, you know, oddly enough, I feel compelled um, in that direction. And you, I mean, you're closer than you've ever been. You're you're so close. You're in Europe. You, you know, you're a hop, skip, and a jump away, a train away. Um, and yet, you know, here I, I've done my own research since you've been gone. Um, I did a little European tour of my own. Uh, I watched a movie called Bohemian Rhapsody, and that is about an English band. So technically, they are in Europe, um, called Queen. For for now. Yes, for now, of course. For uh, well, in the in the time, of course, and now it's um, a period piece. Yes, they're international. I mean, truly, they they were all over the world. And if you watch the movie, there is plenty of scenes with just them on stage, just singing, lip syncing, in different parts of the world. You know, a, a ten minute montage. It's very long. Incantations, you should really say, delivering incantations across the world. Yes, I, you know, I, I hope one day there's an app that will correct me with that kind of stuff because I feel like I've been so conditioned to say the wrong, you know, kind of ghost-friendly word. Um, I, I need to be reprogrammed because there's just so many things that I say that um, truly I, I need to reevaluate how I say them. So thank you for that, Rob. So Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, we talked about this before as a precursor without either of us watching it, and we were afraid. I, I personally was very afraid for this movie when it came out, what it would do. Um, I knew the power of the music, the spells, um, and what it was capable of, bringing all those people together. Um, if, let's say, he, he said, you know, turn to your left, they would turn to their left. Turn to your right, oh. they would turn to the right. He would say, you know, and they would have to copy him. That's all spells mm -hmm. that he would make them do. And you could see it, and you could see it in his eyes. He would get excited. And it was like, it was the only time he really felt alive when he was making people say spells that he created out of his brain. I want to talk about this movie, and I want to be respectful. Of Freddie Mercury, because I don't think that Freddie was at fault, but I believe that the people making this movie humiliated Freddie Mercury. I mean, you just got to go to who you follow the money, as always. Exactly. Who did this to him? Because the movie that I watched was a he he was a sad, lonely drug addicted and all of his friends made him feel bad for it they they were the you know like it was just this like really kind of like they were these perfect angels and he was just this like troubled soul and he you know couldn't do anything right uh, except for sing and it's like you know i don't know freddie mercury i never knew him but I'd like to think that those guys were probably as like big of jerks as he was, you know. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they came out squeaky clean and he, you know, was just ran through the muck, and he's the only one that's dead. 
it, it just makes me so confused. Who did this? It's complete ghost shaming, really. Exactly, and it's like, but and all these other guys are still alive, and they are just get the shit on him because he's not. It's you know, and and to make it seem like it's his fault for being a ghost as well, uh, it's just really perpetuating some horrible tropes. Absolutely, and you know they make making wearing leather jackets bad, like it's a bad thing. Like he's going through his bad phase, and he's wearing leather jackets, and it's supposed to be bad. Um, sorry, but all ghost hunters wear leather jackets, so you're wrong. There is once again, it's like they're ghost shaming, and yet they're also ghost hunter shaming mm -hmm. in a sub in a subtle way. And I I caught that, and I got pissed because I'm you know. I'm a ghost hunter, and I'm, I paid to see this movie, and they they make fun of the ghost, and they make fun of me. What's that about? Whose side are they on? So I, you know, let's look into who exactly did this this fucking movie, because they have an agenda. I looked it up, and it is 20th Century Fox. Which is, on the surface, doesn't necessarily look like much until you kind of peek around the corner and you notice uh, that, number one, Fox, you take the, the letters F, 6, all right? Oh, shit. Oh, 15, 1, 5, 6. Oh, X, my God. 24, 2, two plus 4, four. Six, 6. Six. Ah! Oh so, my God, Rob! Think about that for a second. Oh my God, you're terrifying me, Rob. That's so scary. And also remember that Fox is no longer its own company anymore, but was bought out by our dear friends, the Mice's in the High Seas, the Mouse in the Mi House, yeah. the Mickey the, with, with the sticky. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Walt Disney Rob. owns the 666 named Fox. Wow. And they and just trashed Freddie Mercury. Exactly. As an extension, they now own Freddie Mercury. So they have his music. They're going to play it everywhere. But not only that, they humiliated him. Why would they, why would they do that? To to poor Freddie Mercury, who's been you know been dead for uh, twenty years, and and all of a sudden they bring him back in a movie, they glorify him, and then suddenly drag him in the movie, and then completely drag him as he is a ghost. It's you know it, it seems like it's kind of an overkill, like they've already, you know like what are they doing this for? They want him on their side, mm -hmm. but why? You know, it makes it seem like he's an unwilling ghost on their side. Um, you know, I think Freddie Mercury was a person of integrity, and I would imagine his spirit was probably the same. So in order to have the – but also he's a, a person of great talent and spirit. I mean, you, you see the film documents, the way he was able to enchant so many people in such large crowds, and to this day – his music goes on after every single time someone wins the Super Bowl, they play his music, oh and everyone goes wild. 
They play it multiple times. We will rock you. They play during, you know, the the plays, and a play a play is a spell. Um, during the final score, the end, we are the champions. Another one, a spell. I mean, and then okay, I think you just perfectly said it. Okay, he is able to enchant crowds with his music, with his voice. Day, day, ba, dee, da, dee, dee, da, whatever the fuck he says, right? Mm-hmm. People just eat that shit up. And imagine, this is kind of like what we were talking about last week um, with Stan Lee, right? We're trying to, trying to imagine what he, his ghost is capable of. If the person is capable of creating a universe as a living being, imagine as a dead, undead being what they're capable of. Now, we take that with Freddie Mercury. A man that could charm and mind control hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people at the same time as a live person. What happens when he dies with that energy? It doesn't go away. It grows stronger. And I think that's what we were saying before. The the way that he's played at all these events all the time just maximizes the, the the amount that the spell is on. You know, it's not I said the Super Bowl, but it's really any sporting event. Professional, amateur, everyone plays it. That's um, it. That's it reaches it. so many people. You got it, Rob. Okay. Imagine, imagine this. Like I said, he's been dead for let's say twenty plus years, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make it rounded. Just say twenty-two or something. Who knows? So, all of those years they've been playing his music. So all of those years, he's he's been charging up his his ghost energy. Okay. To the point where it is, you know, maximum capacity. His energy is, you know, through the roof beyond any other ghost um, that we know. And yet, Disney acquires the rights to him and they start making a movie. So, um, of course, they don't want to make him more powerful because then he is, you know, kind of liable to go against them. Who knows what, what he could do? Right? He could be so powerful, he could defeat Disney. Mm-hmm. So they trash him. They fucking throw him in the garbage and they humble him. They make him kiss the ring of Mickey Mouse. He took off the white glove and there's a big fucking diamond ring, a blood diamond. And he kissed it. They made him. And um, now who knows? Now he's on their side. I think they humbled and they broke Freddie Mercury. And it's truly sad because he was a pioneer, a visionary, not only in his vocals, but also in his in his lyrics. He was writing about stuff, you know, esoteric. I mean, the the namesake of the movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of it, you know, it's about opera. You know, Scaramucci's and, you know, Fandango, the the ticket website that you buy um, tickets to go see sports shows. He's such a visionary that didn't exist when he wrote that, but he knew it would. And he knew that it would uh, sell tickets to his, you know, where you would hear his music. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's genius. It truly is genius. And he was a visionary. Bohemian Rhapsody. I let, let we let's look into it a, a little bit because this is what the movie is based off of, right? So what's the significance of Bohemian Rhapsody? 
let's look into it. Bohemian. Uh, uh, the definition of a bohemian is a native inhabitant of Bohemia. That's I've kind seen of, a few of them around here. In France, there, there are people who are from Bohemia. And that's what first gave me, which is kind of when you were telling me about this too, I thought it was remarkable because when I would talk to these Bohemians, they seemed to be, and I would tell them what I was doing, they seemed to be some of the most interested people in paranormal research. Exactly. Like the, it, it's inherent in their culture for some reason. And let's, let's get into that. Okay. So where, where is Bohemia exactly? Um, it's, it was in, um, Czechoslovakia, but that doesn't exist anymore. So now it's, it's a the ghost country. Yes. A ghost country. And it used to be, uh, and now it is Czech Republic, but the, uh, flag of Bohemia is white and red, which is a white for ghosts. Everyone knows that mm -hmm. and red for blood. Blood sacrifice, blood of humans, uh, blood of babies. We're not really sure, but blood is blood. So Bohemia, Bohe you know, uh, that's one one part of it, right? But real quick, the second definition of a Bohemian, the synonyms of it, you know, of Bohemian, um, nonconformist, dropout, unorthodox, free spirit. So, free spirit, Rob, what do you think that Freddie was trying to say with that? You know, uh, a free spirit to free someone's spirit? I mean, but then you think of, like, rhapsody is the second word, right? Like, a, like rapture or something like, yes. you know, it's almost biblical. Um, but it's like this, as an epic tale. So all about a free spirit. Um, I, I mean, again, I think this goes to his vision. He knew the powers that he was dealing with. At this point, he was already a bit, um, and he saw himself. He, I think he may have been writing about his own journey. And an epic tale is an epic spell. Yeah, and you know, I think he thought ahead. He knew he was going to die. Um, of course, we all know we are going to die at some point, but I think he truly knew the entire circumstances of his life and was able to write a song about it before it happened. I mean, Fandango, I think, is proof to that. Exactly. How would he know about Fandango, the the internet uh, ticket website, if he that didn't know about his movie? Exactly. So, Bohemia, Bohemian... I looked into Bohemia, the place, and it's not too far where you are, but um, I'm not sure if you're close to the capital, um, which is Prague. If you guys have been, uh, if any of, you, any of you guys shout out to Prague, guys, um, I found some very, very interesting things about Prague that I think that you guys should know. And when I say guys, of course, I mean exes, non-binaries. You're genderqueer, you're trans, LGBTQ. I mean, I mean everybody, okay? So Prague 
is the capital of Bohemia. And it is the place uh, where a lot of culture is from. Back in the day, it was the home of many different theaters. The National Theater, the Estates Theater, um, and they all um, you know, ho housed great operas by Mozart. You know, Mozart, um, two of his premieres, Don Giovanni and La Clemenza de Tito, both of them premiered in Prague. Um, my name is Giovanni. I just wanted to quickly, uh, all full disclosure here, guys, my name is Giovanni. So this is history. This is the history of Prague from you know, 500 years ago, they were doing primitive movies for people, you know, and in a theater kind of style. But it's it's the same kind of principle. You get people in a room and you shoot ghosts at them through spells. And so this is a, a culture that's used to this. And I, you know, and Gio, I think it's, you know, you Thank you for sharing your full name. Uh, it's not easy. I did the same outed myself last week. But I think if we're going to be outing other people, outing other people like Farak Bulsara, um, aka Freddie Mercury, um, wow. I think we need to be honest with ourselves as well, Giovanni. Um, but yes. I think it shows your connection to to the land, and I think that's an important as well. You have you obviously have. Um, you know, your, your cultural knowledge of this place, I think it's very intuitive for you as well. I think it also, uh, you know, I won't say it necessarily on air, but your last name actually. Well, you know what? Uh, you were telling me. Let's, let's, let's say it. Well, let's say it. Chumpatazi. You know, do you, could, I mean, I'd like, you know, I'll have you, you explain exactly the significance of Chumpatazi, but I think yes. it speaks to everything. Guys, that was not a spell that Rob just said. That was my last name. Um, my last name is Chumpatazi. So I, I, I come from a, uh, a mixed background, right? I'm multicultural. Um, but I am, as far as I know, I am not Czechoslovakian. And yet my last name is Czechoslovakian. So... I could possibly have origins in um, in Prague, in in the Czech Republic, somewhere. I, I mean, it's almost like Geo. It's like there's almost there's like a ghost in your family tree. I believe there's ghosts in all of our family trees, Rob. But I know exactly what you mean. There, there is something uncovered that that we must uncover, and until we find that out, I'm I'm really not sure what it is about Prague that is so, you know, um, it just draws me in. And it, I think it's drawing you in as well. There is one thing that I saw. Now, Prague is the house of um, many different things culturally, but one of them is a studio, a movie studio, and it is called Barandov Studios. Um, they've been around since 1921. So that's a long, long time that they've been around. And they've been making movies this whole time. And literally, they're still making movies 
they're not they're not done yet. And I just kind of wanted to tell Rob, you know, I thought Hollywood was kind of one of the only places where movies were being filmed. I was wrong because there are places, I mean, I didn't even know that Prague had a studio that made, I mean, I'm just going to kind of take down some of the ones. Um, G.I. Joe, uh, Casino Royale, The Omen, um, Doom, Van Helsing, uh, Hellboy. I mean, guys, these are Blade 2, Witch Hammer. Okay, and my the the piece de resistance, everybody. Mission Impossible, the first one, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I mean, just the fact that it's the first one, I the first of anything has a very strong aura about it. It's mm -hmm. the birthing um, edition. And then to go back, only to go back to film the Ghost Protocol uh, is very telling. Exactly. And you have Van Helsing, you have The Omen, all of these horror, you know, werewolf, vampire movies, ghost the movies. The fact that you bring in like G.I. Joe, which um, in other sort of more, you know, almost military based, I think it's also kind of going similar into this these sort of themes that we're seeing. And I, I'm, I'm glad that we were doing this research too, because I think this is, this is providing a little bit more clarity about what's going on here uh, or, you know, well, here being America because we're Americans, but, yes. uh, you know, the, my perspective being in Europe right now um, really just uh, opens up my eyes that all these, it's just those films though. It's only those films that we talk about are the films that they're making. Exactly. It's it's like there was a, a weird connection this whole time with the city of Prague and with um, Barandov Studios that we had no idea. Um, and so we're going to have to really sink our teeth into because this is – okay, they call it the European Hollywood or the Hollywood of the East. That's wow. li That's literally what they call it. So, guys, th this is something called um, synchronicity, fate. You know, um, we we didn't plan on 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 having any kind of connection to an entire city or a culture. You know, where my name, my last name, is a part of it. This is, you know, I mean, completely research is saved our life because we would have never had the connection made. Were it not for us just kind of researching um, Bohemian Rhapsody, and and you know doing what we do, so guys, if you have any kind of connection to Prague, any kind of connection to any of these movies, reach out to us because like we need to hear your story. This is very important. We don't know what's happening, but something's telling me that we have to go to Prague. I mean, and I, I, I mean, it makes me. Feel inspired, you know. I wish I had some more funding since I'm already out here, but uh, you know, I'm I'm running a little dry, so we're going to need some help on this one too. We need the help from you, the community, to get mm -hmm. out there. So we're probably going to be trying to see if we can pass the hat around. Um, you know, drop anything you can. If you know, 
especially if you're like living in Prague, if you can like drop us a beer, even mm-hmm. um, couch surf on your on your floor or something like that. Yeah, like be in touch. Uh, also, tell us your stories. Most importantly, let us know what's going on. Uh, as you as Gio already said, um, you know this is about us. Uh, when we're in it together, and I think the more that we can learn from each other, the stronger we can all be. Absolutely, and I guess we have to thank Fred, Freddie Mercury for this one, because, like I said, if if we w- you know weren't looking at uh, his music and and this this lyric and this you know this way, I would I would have never found this connection that we have, and truly. I wasn't, you know, I don't think anybody, no one even told me there was a Hollywood of the East. I only knew Hollywood. And so now we got to start finding different Hollywoods. Mm. Hollywood of the South. Atlanta. Atlanta. We have to talk about Atlanta at some point. Hollywood of the North. Uh, Maybe Vancouver. Vancouver. Absolutely. And these are all hotspots that we're going to have to go to. Um, but I think the first one we have to check off our list is Prague, the furthest one, because, uh, I feel like there's something waiting for us there, Rob, um, waiting for me, my, my last name, it, it's going to ring some bells when I go over there, they're, they're going to see my last name and they might welcome me like I'm, like I'm coming home. You know, Gio, I could say from over here, I just, I feel like I'm on one side of a hill, you know, and I can almost see over the crest. I can mm-hmm. almost see what's on that other side. Wow. But, you know, I'm, I'm not quite there. But, you know, it's all one hill, right? So it's like I'm still feeling the energy over here. But I need – I think we need to get to that other side. Yeah, yeah. guys, this is, this is the beginning of a very long journey to get us to Prague. Because um, whatever's waiting uh, for us, it, it can wait. Um, we have a lot of work that we have to do in America. And once you get back to America, Rob, um, we, we can get started on that. But I think, uh, yeah, it's something that in our, in our future, we have to get there. And we're going to get to Atlanta and, of course, Vancouver. But frankly, I think that Prague is the red flag here. And there's some national treasure style, um, you know, treasure, some kind of hunt it is afoot. And we got to start looking for clues before we go. Because, you know, once we get there, it's a different language. You know, I don't know how to talk. Um, I don't even know what they, they speak over yeah. there, man. Yeah, is it Czech? I got to check. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was a rough one. Well, um, I, I don't want to keep you. I, I know there's uh, people with baguettes and everything walking oh. all around you. Yeah, they're just bringing in the fresh loaves right now. Yeah. So um, why don't we leave it there, guys? Um, let us know any Prague facts if, if you have them. Um, we we love to hear any Prague rock. If you guys listen to Prague rock, that'd be cool. Send it our way. Um, and everybody um, send Rob some well wishes. Hopefully he uh, has a nice plane tri- uh, trip all the way home. And he's uh, home safe and sound uh, when you guys hear this. Yeah, guys, uh, thank, thank you for everything. Thank you for making all this possible. Um, Thanks for keeping it ghost-free. Uh, we appreciate it so much to be in your lives, to provide you this safe space to talk about the paranormal without being, without the fear of being haunted at the same time. 
uh, you know, we're the only service that really provides it. And uh, we can't do it without you and without your interactions. Uh, it's how, that's what got me out here. And I'm interacting with everyone out here in France and all, all the Europeans that are around here and all the international travelers from Asia and Africa. It's a very interesting space to be. Um, so thank you. And you know, that just grows our team more and more. And I'm looking forward to coming back to America, to California, uh, to, to continue the research and just go farther and deeper. This is an incredible journey. Uh, wow. Um, Absolutely. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep it ghost free as well. Uh, I'll get back on that plane and I'll see you all soon. That's right. And, um, we're going to tag on at the end of this episode, a little solo, um, thing that Rob did in France because uh, it, it it is really hot off the presses. You guys got to hear uh, what happened. Um, you know, trigger warning for you guys that get scared easily. Um, it is not something to be uh, heard lightly. So um, wear uh, some earbuds with some holy water in them. So uh, until next week, guys, uh, stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the Akrans, as they may say here in the France. Um, and stay extreme, extreme. It's, it's all sounding like spells, but I mean, if, if you say them, I guess, I guess they're not. And it's audio sage, so, so it's fine. So, uh, take care guys. Uh, we love you.